What's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. I noticed on the last episode, so the people didn't get a what's going on in the last episode, because when I did it, uh, I like totally maxed out my mic and it just sounded like, just sounded like I was like, sorry, you probably had to experience that all over again, but it sounded like a, you know, like a wind tunnel coming through on the what's going on. Uh, It is Lucas and Tyler hanging out with you today. Tyler, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very ready for it to be the weekend. Yep. And uh, you know what? It's always a pick me up when you get to do a little mock draft for an episode. So I'm in a good I love mood. mock I love mock draft episodes. They're the best kind of episodes. Because now that we're in the middle of draft season, we've perfected our draft strategy. So now this is mock draft 4.0 that you're going to be getting today. I mean, this is going to be peak performance from us. This is this is going to be the pinnacle of all mock draft episodes this off season, and you're getting it just in time for your fantasy football drafts. So we're looking forward to bringing that to you today. Make sure to prepare for your draft season. You get your hands on the fellas draft guide, the five dollar fellas draft guide. How about that? The FDFD five dollar fellas draft guide. <laughs> FDFDG like baby. I, like I, I don't know why we didn't market it that way from the get go. That's a mistake. That's that, that's branding for next year. There we go. Yeah, I was gonna say there's always next year. There's oh, there's always next year. Uh yes, get your hands on the fellows draft guide. You can find that down in the description of this YouTube video, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can listen or you can find the link to our draft guide uh, down in the description of the podcast as well. Five dollars cash app, PayPal, Venmo, plus your email, please. Like we please. really need your email. <laughs> uh, make sure you include that so we can actually send you the guide. Uh, big, big part of uh, getting the draft guide. So we're looking forward to getting you all that. Tyler, let's just honestly, like, I just kind of want to dive into this mock draft. I don't even want to beat around the bush with this thing. I want to give the people what they want right now. And that is how they should be drafting from the 105 and from the 111. We're in a, we're in a 12 man half PPR league. One quarterback, two, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, five bench players. Yours truly is drafting from the 105. Tyler, you are drafting at the 111 right on the turn. Honestly, one of my favorite spots to draft from this year. I, I, I like it too. I like it too, but we'll see how it falls because that that's really what it depends on. It's just how the board falls because some in some drafts, in best ball, a little bit different, but best ball, I've had picks on the turn. Nothing goes my way, but I've also had picks on the turn where everything goes my way. So it really depends on who falls and I like the fact that we've got five sleeper bots in between our picks. So I know. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I've got a good feeling, but we'll see how it goes. 100% agree. I have the back half. I have a back half pick in a lot of my drafts this year. Like we're talking in 12 mans, anywhere between nine and 12. And I am loving all of the teams I'm drafting from those spots. So uh, drafting from the five is going to be a little bit of a headache. I think it's not my favorite spot to draft from, but hey, uh, I want to give the people what they want. And I'm going to help them draft to a league-winning team from the fifth overall pick, and we're going to make it happen. The people just want to see us suffer. Let's be real; they Let's don't want us real. to succeed. They want us to fail at what we're doing. And you know what? We'll take that challenge. Let's get into it. I'll, no more beating around the bush. Let's dive in to this mock draft. 
Going off the board at the 101, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook. I'm on the clock at the 105 here. Derek Henry is still on the board. And this is, this is a spot I'm terrified of because I see Derek Henry there and he's saying, you should draft me because I'm a Yeti. Um, on the other hand, he's nearing 1,500 touches. He's at 1,496. Once running backs hit that 1,500-touch threshold, they fall off a cliff. Only running backs we haven't seen do that are Adrian Peterson and LaShawn McCoy. So Derrick Henry, obviously, in that same company. How much do I trust him to hold up after his list Frank injury last year? I'm going to do something I haven't done before. I'm going to take my number one wide receiver here, and I'm going to try and build my team with a wide receiver in the first round. I've never done this before. I'm starting to lean more towards having one of these stud wide receivers in this range. And I'm going to update my rankings here soon. Justin Jefferson is going to be my number one wide receiver in fantasy football this year. He is my first round pick at the 105. Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup, Najee Harris, Devontae Adams in the first round. My goodness. Tyler, back half of the first round here. I know my favorite strategy is to stack up on running backs here, especially when you look at guys like DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, not Nick Chubb. Specifically, DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara are still on the board. Uh, what are you thinking here? Tail into the first round. But you also have two really good wide receivers on the board yet, too. Yeah, see, if Devontae Adams wasn't the pick before, my mind would be set on running back at this point. But there's just one guy that like, I feel like you have to take if he's available at the 11 spot. That's Jamar Chase. Yes. I don't know why Devontae went ahead of Jamar Chase, but this is that good feeling I was talking about, that the sleeper bots will just somehow give me gifts all draft long. <laughs> so, yeah, Jamar Chase in the first round. That's a pretty straightforward oh. pick, I think. <laughs> Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Swift. I mean, they're – who do you th- – this is a tough spot. This would be a tough spot if I were in your shoes because you have a top four wide receiver on the board and you also have a top four running back should he play the entire season on the board. Part of me wants to go zero RB just to see how it goes. <laughs> but I I, I can't pass up Alvin Kamara at this spot. I mean, he's a top five back at this point. I don't know why he's not going earlier in drafts. That's another. That's a topic for another time. I'm getting a, a RB1 in the second round. That's great value in my mind. Yeah, like a high-value RB1, not just any old RB1, like insane-value RB1. Stefan Diggs, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones off the board next. Honestly, I hate this spot because uh, I'm looking at a multitude of different players here. None of them are running backs, which is what I which is why I want to go running back first round, so I'm not in this scenario of like the next best running back on the board according to my rankings, is Leonard Fournette. And I, that's not somebody I really want to take at the 208. Something I do want to do, though, uh, I'm going to take positional advantage here. I'm really starting to see the value in snagging a tight end early. And Mark Andrews, it's he's one of two. It's him and Travis Kelsey at the top, right? And now we're getting reports of J.K. Dobbins likely being eased back into the offense and Mike Davis getting touches right away. Like that to me says, Hey Lamar, we're going to need to put some, some passing load on your shoulders a little bit more to start the season. 
So, I mean, I'll, I'll take positional advantage at tight end. I'll find depth at running back and wide receiver down the road. Uh, and honestly, this fell to me so, so perfectly. So perfect. Uh, perfect. CD Lamb, Josh Allen, Debo Samuel, uh, AJ Brown, Kyle Pitts, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Javante Williams, and back to me. You know how I brought up Leonard Fournette last round? Yeah, he didn't go. Uh, so I am staring Leonard Fournette dead in the face right now. Uh, I will take one of my top 12 running backs on the season. Uh, look, this team is going to be depleted with weapons. I trust Tom Brady is going to be checking out the ball to Leonard Fournette plenty this year. Uh, I will happily take Leonard Fournette in the third round to to be my my running back one after going two elite pass catchers in the first two rounds. Ezekiel Elliott, Patrick Mahomes, James Conner, Justin Herbert, Deontay Johnson. Tyler, you chose to kind of stagger your picks here, a, a wide receiver and a running back with your first two picks. A lot of juicy wide receiver names on the board here. There is. There is. And I think as much as I want to go running back here, I'm going to go down the board a little bit because it seems like everyone is just down on this guy, but not us. It's Mike Williams. Yeah. Go and get I've your got guy. Him, I'm pretty sure I've got him as a top 10 wide receiver this year. So I'm getting two top 10 wide receivers and a top five running back in my first three picks. I'm sitting real pretty at the, at the moment. Can I, can I, can I acknowledge one thing though? You, you went down a mile and a half to go get Mike Williams. Why'd you do that? Cause he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. That's the worst explanation, but he's also um, not going to make it past me. Cause I would have taken right. him probably in the fifth round, which is where he's going right now, which is absolutely insane. I mean, so you it, went down and got your guy. That that's just it, and and like I could have waited, but when I'm on the turn, and there's so many good guys, right, that I could have taken between Montgomery and Pittman and Brees Hall, just go get the guy I want most. Let the other team decide for me, because I would have been happy with any combination of that of those players. A hundred percent. And speaking of Michael Pippen, he's still on the board here. You got David Montgomery, Brees Hall. You're looking at as well. You're looking to bounce on running back. Or you could just keep stacking wide receivers in the early rounds. I'm going to stack up on wide receivers again, because I've got my eye on someone that I'm really, 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 really hoping falls back to me. And I've got a long ways to wait. So, I mean, <laughs> the smart thing to do is to take a running back just because I do have such a long way to go, but I'm going to take a risk I'm going to grab Michael Pittman as my wide receiver three. And I've got Michael Pittman statted out as a wide receiver one this year. So I've got three wide receiver ones according to my projections. And with Kamara as my running back, I'm okay taking, a, you know, waiting a bit on running back, I should say. Well, no, that's 100% it, right? Because all of a sudden your two wide receiver spots and your flex spot are, are filled by your projections uh, to be wide receiver ones, which is what you want. That's how you're going to crush your league mates. And if Alvin Kamara even plays, you know, he was running back eight in 13 games last year. Okay. That's a top 10 running back still on your team. Like, like if Alvin Kamara plays 15 games this year, he's going to be a top five running back, right? Like that's how good he is. And that's, I mean, when you could stack up on wide receivers like that, then that is priceless. David Montgomery, George Kittle, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, DK Metcalf. Back to me here. Uh, I'm not in love with the board, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of a lot of guys here. So what I might do is actually just kind of let the board play itself out. Uh, I'm going to go get a guy here. I'm going to get a stack 
uh, I'm slowly falling in love with the stack. You know how I talked about Mark uh, Lamar Jackson needing to take some more passing load uh, on his shoulders to start off the season. I'm going to go stack him and Mark Andrews right away. Um, this is it's a unique strategy that I'm that I'm trying out here. Um, I think it, it's going to be one of the better stacks I think this year um, that isn't a quarterback wide receiver stack to have Lamar Jackson in a top two tight end right when now that Hollywood Brown is gone. Like I don't think Rashad Bateman, like Rashad Bateman will step up and take you know what 120 of those targets, but some of those are going to get redistributed to Mark Andrews, not a ton, but he's still going to see volume. For if anything comes down, right, Marquise Brown leaving the team is going to help bring that volume back up. If you ask me, so I typically don't endorse quarterback that early, but this is a unique draft. I'm trying something new here. I'm not a fan of the five spot, so I'm just seeing how the board plays out as we go here. Uh, Darren Waller, Travis Etienne, Terry McLaurin, Jalen Waddle, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait a little bit longer on running back and just to hammer those later because we're kind of in the running back dead zone right now. Uh, and there's one guy I'm looking at who probably could pay off at his ADP, but I don't think I'm going to reach for him. Uh, I'm going to take my wide receiver two. That's going to be Allen Robinson in this Rams offense. Allen Robinson filling the role of Robert Woods this year. <laughs> you, oh, you, oh, no, I know exactly who you wanted to. That's got to hurt. I'm going to finish talking about Allen Robinson, and then I'll let you have your moment. Uh, filling, filling the role of Robert Woods, who was a wide receiver 11 and half PPR formats before his ACL tear last year. Look, I, I know Cooper Cup is there, but like Allen Robinson has top 15 upside this year. And to get that as my wide receiver too, I will happily take that with having Mark Andrews Lamar Jackson, Leonard Fournette on my team. I'm liking the well-roundedness of this team, and I'm, I'm probably just going to start hammering home running backs here in the next few rounds. I'll let you get to your misery because Marquise Brown, Jerry Judy, Elijah Mitchell, A.J. Dillon, one of Tyler's my guys, and Kyler Murray went off the board next. And I know you were, you were hoping your my guy would fall to you, your flight plan. See, I took a risk, and I knew he wouldn't get back to me, but I said, you know what, let's just, let's just try it. Let's just try it out. So now that he's not on the board and I'm looking at running backs on the board at the moment and I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> I, I'm i also going to do something I don't normally do. Fifth round quarterback is a little bit early for me, but when I've got Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow still on the board, I'm going to just go get one of the more dynamic stacks you can get in fantasy football, right? You've got Lamar yep. Jackson, Mark Andrews. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is right up there with them. So I like it. I guarantee people are going to say you reached on Joe Burrow, even though people are all in on Joe Burrow this year. <laughs> He's got a weird ADP because, like you said, everyone's going to say that I reached, but some people are so in on him that it's worth the ADP. So I don't know. And Somebody's is, and, lying and you, here. <laughs> and you drafted him at his current ADP. You didn't reach that. He was literally the best player on the board. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On the turn, Amari Cooper, Clyde Edwards, Elaire. Again, no really running backs that are reaching really too far down the board for. I don't know, maybe not in my eyes, but there's still a lot of talented wide receivers here. It's also a decent looking tight end on the board, too. What are you thinking? So I'm kind of looking at the running backs that are still available and kind of lining up the targets and, and all that and thinking, okay, if I get this to play out right, I can get the certain amount of running backs that I'm looking for. I can wait on wide receiver because I've got three wide receiver ones. So I probably need to go running back, probably need to re reach down the board a little bit. 
But man, I like TJ Hawkinson. I like Dalton Schultz. I like Brandon Cooks, even as a wide receiver four. Oh man. I oh jeez. Okay. We're gonna do it. I'm gonna reach down and grab Kareem Hunt as my RB2. And I I get it's a reach, but the strategy I have in mind could pay off really, really, really well if it all falls to me the way that I th- that I'm thinking it will. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. If that's the thing, right? Because you have three, like you said, wide receiver ones according to your rankings in a 12-man league. Alvin Kamara has top 10 upside. We've seen him finish uh, top 11, excuse me, the past two years when on the field, right? Like Kareem Hunt is no joke. Miles Gaskin out-targeted Kareem Hunt uh, when Jacoby Brissett was a starter for the Dolphins last year. So, so Kareem Hunt is going to get his passing volume. That's not something to be worrisome about here. I love Kareem Hunt. I'm fine that you reached out for him because, again, you're in a spot where you need to go get your guys. You need to go get your guys. Dalton Schultz, Michael Thomas, Miles Sanders, Brandon Cooks, Chris Godwin. I'm sitting with Leonard Fournette at running back, but I'm really going to play the ADP game here because uh, I'm going to take another wide receiver who I'm immensely high on this year. Uh, he's my wide receiver 19. The fact I'm getting him in the at the end of the sixth round here is crazy to me. When this team has said they want to run their offense through him this season, I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown. Dude was an absolute machine to close out the season. I don't need to give you all the stats on his historic run. You know how good he is. So when I have Jay Jettis, it's my wide receiver one, and I can follow that up with two guys who have top 15 upside, please, every day of the week, thank you on top of a Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson stack. Happily. Happily. All right, so it comes back to me, Jalen Hurts, Damian Harris, TJ Hawkinson, Ken Walker. Why is he going at the end of the sixth round? That should not be happening in your drafts. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Gabe Davis, Adam Thielen. Uh, I need running back. Desperado. Uh, Because running backs have fallen off a cliff here. There's not a ton of guys I'm super confident in right now. Uh, so I'm going to reach down the board and I'm going to take my next highest ranked running back. And that is Chase Edmonds. Uh, here's the thing about Edmonds. People say he's in a crowded backfield. To that, I say he chose Miami because of Mike McDaniel's um, zone run scheme. He got offered more money by Buffalo. Uh, no, Buffalo pursued him, excuse me, hard. Like that's a good offense to be in. He got offered more money by the Houston Texans. He handpicked the Miami Dolphins to play under Mike McDaniel. If that doesn't tell you that they want to use Chase Edmonds and they paid him, like you look at the other contracts, they brought in Raheem Moser, one-year deal. Um, I don't remember how much, but they signed him, what, like two months after Chase Edmonds. Uh, Sony Michelle got paid the vet min, like $1.5 million, like way after Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is the guy in Miami, okay? There's no two ways about it. And in a Mike McDaniel run offense, that's a piece I want. I will I will take that as my as my running back too. Juju Smith, Schuster, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Bateman, DeAndre Hopkins, Cordero Patterson. Tyler, you, you you keep saying you're hurting at running back here. You can think about going to another running back here. <laughs> yeah, I probably should. I probably should. Uh, I and I'm gonna reach down the board a little bit, and I am slowly but surely coming up on this guy. He may be creeping into my top 30 running backs by this weekend. Oh, he should be. Yeah. Damien Pierce. Oh. Oh, I was not expecting that. 
Oh, brother. You were expecting Rashad Penny. Where? Oh, but now I know who you're going to take here. Son of a gun. Rashad Penny. Dak Prescott, Drake London off the board next. You could go Rashad Penny here. Probably, because I, I thought about maybe going Drake London if he was there just as some upside wide receiver. Uh, but. Oh, wait a second. Oh, this just got interesting. You know what? If I have so much faith in Damian Pierce to be a top 30 running back for me this year, I should probably back that up by not taking another running back. You do you, man. I'm not going to tell you what to do. This is your draft, your confidence levels. I mean, I'm shocked you have that much confidence in Damian Pierce. I'll let you kind of elaborate on that after your next pick here. I need to hear more about this because he's not going to creep into mine. No, I got to take Rashad Penny. <laughs> yes, you do. That's a smart choice. Good man. Good man. We all know what Rashad Penny could do. Why? How, how is Damian Pierce going to creep into your top 30? He might hit my top 35, but he ain't getting above 30. Just the workload that he's going to get. It doesn't sound like Marlon Mack is going to – I mean, Marlon Mack – could maybe carve into it a little bit. Rex Burkhead uh, is Rex Burkhead. <laughs> um, in that, I've said this before, the Texans have set out to become a more rush or run first team. And you saw that with offensive line signings. They got Damian Pierce. They need to take some, you know, attention away from Davis Mills a little bit because that's all that they did last year. So I like Damian Pierce a lot this year. Is he a league winner? No. But he's a great spot starter when one of your starters is on a bye week or something like that. But also, he's a rookie. So that's why grabbing Rashad Penny probably in the ninth, right? No, in the eighth. In the eighth. Um, it's probably the smartest and safest pick because it may not be a guarantee that Damian Pierce is going to be that good. So grabbing a guy who figures to be the RB1 right at the beginning of the season and Rashad Penny is probably the move to go. I can't say I disagree. I can't say I disagree. I mean, I don't have that much faith in, in Damian Pierce, but you do you. I'm in a tough spot here, okay? I'm in a really tough spot because I really need running backs. But there's one guy on the board right now. I don't know if I can refrain myself from taking. Um, I think I think the next best... The next best scenario outweighs me potentially getting this player I want. I really want Brandon Ayuk right now. I think he's a home run pick at this point in the draft, but I, I just can't. I need I need running back. I have a higher need for running back, so I'm going to take a high upside running back. I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson here. Mm-hmm. Damian Harris is missing time right now, okay? Uh, and it is no guarantee that he comes back next year. He's on the last year of his deal. I don't think he scores all 15 touchdowns this year. The Patriots really like Ramondre Stevenson. They have confidence he could be a pass catcher this year. So in half PPR, I'm going to take that upside. And unfortunately, Brandon Ayuk did go on the turn. Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk on the 9-1. Shoot, Alan Lazard, Chris Olave, Aaron Rodgers. I was hoping Lazard would make his way back to me, but he didn't. Ah, so I need another wide receiver. I got, I got, um, I got tight end. I got, Justin Jefferson and Allen Robinson, Amon Ra, Lenny, Chase Edmonds, and Ramondre uh, as my starters here. I mean, I could take another running back. I'm debating how how much longer I can wait on another running back. I think I'm going to. 
I think I am going to wait on another running back. I'm going to take Christian Kirk here. He's not sexy. He's not fun. But I'll tell you what, he's he has, he has seen insane volume in the preseason. I believe uh, on 28 routes he's run, he's seen 21 targets. Now, don't quote me on that. That's me if I'm recalling from the Fantasy Footballers podcast. Like Christian Kirk is just going to ugly volume his way to probably like, I think a top 30 finish this year. I have him as my wide receiver 28 currently. Now that's not like a fun pick. That's not like a, I'm starting Christian Kirk every single week pick, but that is a, I have so much upside in Allen Robinson and Amon Ra that I'm going to take a guy who will probably just ugly volume his way and he can be a plug and play whenever I need him to be. Zach Ertz, Melvin Gordon, Trey Lance, Robert Woods, Matthew Stafford, Tyler back on the turn here. You got four running backs now. You can't say you're hurting at running back. You're hurting at tight end, though. But there aren't that many good tight ends left on the board. No, and, and this is where, again, drafting and strategy come into play because I look at the team that's after me. They took Travis Kelsey round one. So the odds of them taking another tight end should be zero. <laughs> Sleeper bots have kind of, you know, done they've us dirty tripping. in the past. <laughs> yeah, they've been tripping in the past. <laughs> but again, like in an actual draft, the chances that the team after you takes a tight end after they have a Travis Kelsey should be zero. Should yep. be zero. So I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm I'm looking at another receiver because I've waited long enough on a receiver to just now I got to start building up some depth and upside. Upside with this pick, uh, Kadarius Tony. I yep. love Kadarius Tony this year for where he's going and the the situation that he's in. Pretty much, um, by no means do I think that he can be a you know. It, it, could he work his way to becoming like a flex by the end of the year? Possibly. But again, that's upside and that's all speculation. There's no, there's little to no like cold hard facts that show that Kadarius Tony could be a, a boom play or boom pick this year, I should say. I mean, he's got big playability and Brian Dable has utilized, well, I guess he won't be in the slot. They've already said Wandale is going to be in that spot, which I think Wandale is a great sleeper this year if you want to target him. But Kadarius Tony is dynamite with the ball in his hands. There's no there's no second guessing it. There's no question about that. James Cook, Tyler Lockett on the turn. What are you thinking here now? You got you got four wide receivers. And again, one of the you got three top 15 wide receivers. You got dynamite play in Kadarius Tony, who could go off for 20 on any week. What's going through your mind here now? Are you going to snag a tight end, do you think? I'm going to snag a tight end, and I'm going to grab the guy that I believe I have as a top 12 option this year. Yep. I think he's in my top 12. Uh, Cole Komet. Look, he was ninth in tight end targets last year. Uh, he he. People are saying, well, he caught zero touchdowns. Yeah, do you know he had more red zone targets than Jimmy Graham, though? And Jimmy Graham caught three touchdowns. Jimmy Graham has scored more touchdowns than Cole Komet. I believe the, the touchdown ratio Jimmy Graham has had 11. Cole Komet has had two in the past two seasons. Okay, That screams to me Cole Komet is going to get more opportunity in the red zone. That screams to me that we could probably see four or five touchdowns from Cole Komet this year. Now, the thing is, i got to get into scoring position. But at this point in the draft, you just want volume play tight ends, right? Like all the top-tier options are gone, so you need high-volume tight ends that have the opportunity to accumulate receptions and yards. And the more targets you get, the more opportunity there is for that. Right. That is that a fair summarization of exactly what you think it come at? Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, this actually felt really nice. Oh, this, my job just got really easy. 
Uh, Pat Fryermuth, Sky Moore, Chase Claypool, Garrett Wilson, Derek Carr. Uh, I didn't expect this player to, to come all the way back to me. Um, I can't believe that this player is actually targeting a week one return. Like this is going to shake up my rankings a ton. I have to go through and update my rankings. James Robinson is still on the board. And there is still talk that he could be the running back one in Jacksonville. So I, I don't know, as my wider as my running back four at the end of the 10th round <laughs> to get James Robinson as my running back four. I mean, it, it's an upside. I mean, he's not going to produce the same numbers, right? That's why I'm not drafting him as my running back two. And Travis Etienne is also there. But at, when I need depth at a position and I can get a volume play this late in the draft in a Doug Peterson offense that typically wants to run the football. I mean, if James Robinson truly comes back week one and, and takes away touches from Travis Etienne, like I might've just gotten a steal in, in the 10th round there as my running back four, where I just need to build up depth, right? I'm taking plug and play pieces I can play. Alexander Madison, MVS, Mike Isecki, Isaiah Spiller, and Tyler Boyd on the turn, George Pickens, Albert Equigmanom, shoot, Daryl Henderson. I was really hoping he'd slide back to me. He would have been my next pick. Um, oh, it's like, uh, there's another player I want here. Again, I'm just building up depth and running back. I love my four wide receivers with Jay Jettis and having Allen Robinson and Amon Ross, my three. I'm really confident in those. Obviously, I'm not touching tight end or quarterback because I got Lamar and Mark Andrews as a stack. Pure upside, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, look, Miles Sanders is still struggling with a hamstring injury right now. Did you know that? He's sitting out of camp with hamstring injury. Oh, how about that? How about that? If he's not ready for week one, Kenneth Gainwell, the starter, I mean, he has an opportunity to to take opportunity away from Miles Sanders. Like, this backfield is not going to be the Miles Sanders show, okay? Kenneth Gainwell is going to get used. They want to get him more involved in the pass-catching game this year. He was seventh in fantasy points per opportunity last season. Granted, limited opportunities, but... Again, the guy can make plays with the football in his hands. I want that as a depth piece on a team that needs depth at running back. So, yeah, to have Kenneth Gainwell uh, as my my RB5, I'm in love with that. Uh, I, I love Kenneth Gainwell's upside this year. Julio Jones, Naeem Hines, Hunter Henry, Russell Gage, Rashad White. Tyler, do you, you've kind of got a well-rounded team here. We're in the last two rounds here. Uh, what are you thinking? I'm going to grab one more skill position uh right now with this pick i'm getting the wide receiver two for one of the more dynamic offenses who is avoiding the pup list so he can be back week two week three and as a depth piece i love that (laughs) michael gallup as my wide receiver five all day every day yeah, so coming off of an ACL, I've heard a lot of people say he's just kind of a wasted pick this year because you're not going to be able to use him. I mean, once he returns, though, he's the wide receiver two for this team, right? There's no no two ways about it. He will step into the wide receiver two role ahead of Jalen Tolbert. And if he's only missing two weeks, like, there, there aren't – he's a guy where – Typically in leagues like this, you know, we'd, we'd have deeper benches, right? Like we, like we would have a few more players on our bench. But again, Michael Gallup could be a great player this year at his current value. Um, all depends on your faith in him. Some people are just leaving him left for dead because they don't want to deal with him post-injury. But to each of their own. You like Michael Gallup, I don't mind taking him there as your wide receiver five. If he truly doesn't perform, then he's droppable, right? Then he's droppable. Tyler Algier, Christian Watson... Back on the turn here. You said you were taking another skill position player, so that led me to believe that you were going to take a backup quarterback or tight end, but I don't think you would do that. 
<laughs> not at this not, point. That would seem pointless. Not, not, not this time. Not this time. Uh, what I am going to grab, though, because I was really crossing my fingers that one of these two running backs was going to fall to me, and Algier was the one that went before this guy. And I'm just going to bank on a, a changing of the guard over in Washington. I'm going to grab you Brian suck. Robinson. <laughs> I knew he wasn't going to fall back to me, but that definitely would have been my last pick had he fallen all the way back to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, again, like, I'm in a spot with my running backs with Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Damian Pierce, and Rashad Penny that are all starting. At, I mean, Kareem Hunt's not starting, but he's a 1B guy, so he gets plenty of work anyway. Um, That I can take a shot on a Brian Robinson who may end up actually being the starter in Washington. And knowing what kind of offense that Washington likes to run, they like to run the ball. Brian Robinson could be a sneaky, sneaky pick this year. I absolutely he he was I put him in as one of my sleepers. We did early sleepers way back in like the middle of July. And Brian Robinson was one of my sleepers because I thought we could see that changing of the guard you're talking about in Washington this year. Uh seriously, Gibson's one fumble away from seeing only like what probably 35% of the touches instead of 60%. Is that fair I to mean, say? Yeah, for sure. And and even if, you know, it's a split backfield in terms of carries between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, Washington has shown already that they like Brian Robinson a little bit more on the goal line than Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Yep. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> yeah. Touchdowns. Give me touchdowns this late in the draft. If you can give me touchdown upside, give me the touchdowns. Jarvis Landry, Captain Kirk Cousins, Rondale Moore, Tua Tagovailoa, Ronald Jones. So had I not taken Lamar Jackson, I probably would have like punted on quarterback and taken Kirk Cousins to stack with Justin Jefferson. I'm really surprised I didn't do that. But to get Mark Andrews to then have Lamar Jackson, there was something about that that I just kind of fell in love with. Uh, again, for a team that's hurting at running back, I'm so confident in my wide receivers because I got three of my top 20 wide receivers. Uh I'm gonna kind of. I'm not gonna worry about wide receiver as much. I'm going to see if one can emerge later um, in free agency. If I do uh, run out, or if if, I, if my running back depth is proving to be poor, I can just drop one of them and pick up another wide receiver. Like I'm not too worried about that because most weeks I'm not going to be starting whatever wide receiver I take at this point. So again, I'm shooting from the moon at running back. Took Isaiah Pacheco there. If there's any truth to him being near the top of the depth chart in Kansas city. Uh, and I can score a running back one in an Andy Reed offense. Sure. As my last pick, I'll shoot for upside. I'll swing for the fences there. And you know what? If he comes out and plays 10% of the snaps week one and just disappoints me. Cool. I'll pick, I'll, I'll drop him and I'll pick up whatever running back does pop off week one. Right? Like again, I'm swinging at running back because I chose not to go with an elite one. So, that wraps out the draft. Marlon Mack, Jahan Dotson, Khalil Herbert, Irv Smith went afterwards. We kept that short and quick and concise. How about that? That's Love phenomenal. It. It's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. Let's uh, let's cruise through our teams here. Uh, I can go first. I'll kind of review my team. Uh, and, and since I was a, the fifth pick, I chronologically came before you. Therefore, I have to go ahead of you now. It's not because I'm, I drafted a better team than you or anything, Tyler. <laughs> Uh, it's just chronological. That's all this is. I was going to say, you can just say that you think you're better than me. And I would have been like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'm better than you. Uh, <laughs> my first overall pick at the 105, I went Justin Jefferson ahead of Cooper Cup. Again, I'm going to be tweaking my rankings here. 
and I am going to have Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver one this year. Cooper Cup is only brother. <laughs> Cooper Cooper Cup is only three fantasy points ahead of Justin Jefferson in my projections this year. Uh, so I have Justin Jefferson launching into the wide receiver one this year. Now I'll flip that, and it'll still be close. That is not to say like Cooper Cup won't like Cooper Cup is falling off. It is more so like I think I'm going to give Justin Jefferson the slight edge now over Cooper Cup. I went Mark Andrews at the 208, then Leonard Fournette in the third, Lamar Jackson in the fourth, Allen Robinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Chase Edmonds, Ramondre Stevenson, Christian Kirk, James Robinson, Kenneth Gainwell, Isaiah Pacheco. After about Chase Edmonds, I just started swinging for upside. That's all I could ask for at this point because I loved my studs. And Chase Edmonds isn't the most ideal running back to, but when I have a positional advantage at tight end, when I have the stack with Lamar Jackson, when I have Justin Jefferson, frankly, I love the upside of all my players. This is very much like a high upside draft for me. I typically don't draft high upside. Uh, I do. I draft best ball. Yeah, right. I know this had a very best ball feel to me. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I do like this team though. I would, I would feel great about walking in with this team into the regular season. Typically I like walking in with two stud running backs, but again, with going wide receiver in the first round, it's it's the choices you have to make is are you willing to sacrifice loading up on running back early to then take shots on guys after the running back dead zone i mean and i took leonard Fournette was the closest thing i got to the running back dead zone and then for three straight rounds i didn't touch running back which is hard to do but you kind of have to do tyler why don't you give the people your team here uh, your team, I, I was surprised with some of your picks. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the only reason why I said like, oh, is this best ball is because I look at my team and I'm like, Yours is oh, very this much is best too. ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is just it isn't. It's half PPR redraft. <laughs> it's pure upside. Uh, so I started off my draft with Jamar Chase at the 111. Followed that up with Alvin Kamara in the second. Then I grabbed two more wide receivers in my top 12 and Mike Williams and Michael Pittman. Uh, then I grabbed Joe Burrow because at that point in or with who was on the board, uh, my flag plan and AJ Dillon win. So I was just like, yeah, well, let's just go grab a stack then. Uh, so following Joe Burrow, I went three straight running backs, Kareem Hunt, Damian Pierce, Rashad Penny. I made an argument that Damian Pierce could be, you know, a top 30 running back. And then I thought about it a little bit as the draft was continuing and stuff. It's more like now top you, 36 than top 30. I was going to say, now, and now you got to take it back. I knew you were going. I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not taking it back. I'm being more reasonable. I'm being more reasonable. I mean, honestly, though, the fact you still ended up with Kareem Hunt and Rashad Penny after Alvin Kamara is, is if you start a draft like that, that's what I want to do, too. Like, I am waiting on those guys to stack up at depth everywhere else. So, yeah, no, I actually, I actually like the approach you took there. Bingo, yep. And then follow that up with just a whole bunch of depth then. Besides Cole Komet, because I needed a tight end at that point, but I grabbed Kadarius Tony, Michael Gallup, and Brian Robinson, all guys that have super high upside for where they're going just because of the situations they're in. And, and you know, I mean, Michael Gallup is going two rounds later than Kadarius Tony. And if Michael Gallup was fully healthy, Michael Gallup may be going in the flex territory. Right. If he did, if he wasn't coming off of injury, we're talking Michael Gallup probably in the, I'm trying to find like the appropriate range for him here. Like, honestly, we're probably looking at him like in the Elijah Moore, Devonta Smith range, Hunter yeah. Renfro range, in that, uh, like, which is, eight, which nine, is about 10 rounds, right? Which is about four, three, four rounds earlier than where he's currently going. So, yeah, I love the depth that I built. I love the 
instant points that I'm getting with my wide receivers and and I know Kareem Hunt is not the the you know best wide or running back two to have on your team, but having the points with Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, Jamar Chase covers an RB two drop off between Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt. Hundred percent. The fact that you have those three wide receivers makes up for the depth at running back or makes up for the gap at running back, like you said on your team. I hundred percent agree with that. So I realized from our last mock draft with with Alex Caruso of Fresh Fantasy, it was so awesome having him on. I realized we never posted our teams. We never let people vote on that. Oh I mean, no! But I mean, but I mean, it was pretty clear. Okay, the comments let us know on on YouTube. Uh, we got mopped by Alex, which I think is true. Alex absolutely demolished us in that draft. I think he had a, a the only thing I think that could have gone better for him was if Amon Ra would have come all the way back to him. Yep, true. <laughs> and thankfully he didn't, because then it would have just been like, Tyler and I just look like a bunch of babbling idiots. Um, but we'll put our teams up on, on social media tomorrow. We'll get Cameron on that. Um, Cameron, Cameron not with us today. Uh, had to just step away for personal reasons today. So um, hopefully he'll be back on the pod next week, but uh, we're letting him take any time that he needs to to be away for a little bit. So... We'll get our teams up on the socials tomorrow. We'll let the people decide uh, who had the better team. You know what? If you're on YouTube right now, go go drop your comment right now. You can go drop your comment that Lucas has the better team than Tyler, and and we'll move on. It's great. Was, just just let me know I did better. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we switch like these teams from this draft with the teams that we drafted with Alex and see if <laughs> hey, anyone I notices. Did, <laughs> I didn't mind my team in Alex's draft. I, he just drafted a, a, an incredible team. He just went out and got his guys, and they all fell to him perfectly. So I, I, just, I, that I don't was, remember my team at all. So was, <laughs> I just like this one a lot better. So, like, <laughs> anything you want to add before we sign off here? No, happy draft season, folks. And uh, shameless plug go get the Fantasy Football Fellas draft guide. Links in all of our social bios. It's $5. We're like, in the I, I'm description. Not, I'm not I'm not gonna make an argument about what you can spend five dollars on. You know what you can get for five dollars these days. We, and we we've done that bit too many times. Too many times. It's a good investment. Just saying. That's all that needs to be said. The FDFD, five dollar fellas draft guy. FDFD. Go get that in uh description here. Cash app Venmo PayPal five dollars plus your email. Please include your email and we will get that sent over to you. For the FF fellas on Twitter, the FF fellas on Instagram. Are we nearing 10K on Instagram? Uh, let me check real quick. You can go I check. know that we're, we're nearing we're 10K nearing, on YouTube. We're, we're nearing 150K on TikTok. We're solid. We're going to have a lot of lot of milestones coming up here. Uh, let's see. Over on The Instagram. Twitter is where we're lacking, man. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, go follow us on Twitter, FF fellas on Twitter. Please. <laughs> that's the one that's lagging right now. Yeah, that's the one that's kind of been on and off, but... Once the season starts, we'll be able to like live tweet games and stuff. So that'll be worth a follow. In. But Instagram, we're coming up on 9,500 right now. There we go. There we go. We're creeping up. We were at 91 earlier today. So that means we're at another 400 followers. We'll be at 10K by the time you're listening to this episode. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. On YouTube, we're over uh, 10.6 followers now. Yeah. Thanks for 10K on YouTube, sorry. y'all. Thank Thanks you. for 10K on YouTube. We appreciate y'all. Uh, you can follow our personals as well. Go follow Lucas Wenzel, W-E-N-C as in cat L on Twitter. It rhymes with Tyler. pencil. <laughs> yeah, it rhymes with pencil. Right. But you don't, you basically you spell pencil, but you start it with a W and then take out the I. And that's my last name. Wenzel. 
There you go. Uh, you can follow Tyler on Twitter, Tyler underscore Plath on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. This was fun. I hate to say it. I think this was our last mock draft episode before the season starts, no, though, because... <laughs> Don't say it. Don't, you think we might have one it. more? I mean, no, we, we, we're we not shutting the door just yet. It's closing, but we're not shutting the door just yet. <laughs> That's news to me. Well, I'm just saying we all enjoy a good mock draft. And who knows? By popular demand, it may come back. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll do a bonus episode before week one of NFL content. I didn't Ooh. say that, though. You didn't hear from us, though. You didn't hear, you didn't hear from the people who will be bringing you the episode or anything. <laughs> Uh, thanks for tuning in. Three Stooges being dudes for the fantasy football fellas. We will see you all next week. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.